Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thanks for hanging out. We're moving things around. What's up, pretty daddy? Oh, hey there, Bill. I just gave Tom some great life advice. We're going to keep it between him and I. Inspired by Enya. Inspired by Enya. Uh, We are going to have Sean Alexander, the former running back, a gentleman who should be in the Hall of Fame but is not, a former MVP on the show in about, what, 30 minutes. We're going to move some things around. We're going to do some segments here, there, everywhere. So let's do a quick version brought up to the top of the show, called up from the big leagues, going to the bullpen for buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Uh, by the way, you got to give me a sell. I try to be fancy in the intro. Who gets? You don't get called up from the big leagues. You get called up to the big leagues. Yeah, great start. I was going to let that one go. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to nitpick. That's what buy or sell is for. That's what you do to me in buy or sell. Okay, so we're not going to nitpick other than every our relationship. We got it. You know what? I'm going to sell that. Let's let's pretend that never happened. Start over. Getting called up from the double triple A. All right, here we go, Bill. Tom me. Brady on his Sirius XM Let's Go podcast said this when it came to Bill Belichick being unemployed. I don't know the criteria for hiring these guys, for hiring coaches. You know, I have never been a part of it. I mean, I'm surprised that the greatest coach ever doesn't have a job. You know, absolutely. But, you know, I'm surprised a lot of things in the NFL. When I was a free agent, there was a lot of teams that didn't want me. There's a lot of things that happen that, you know, for one reason or another, don't go exactly the way, you, you know, you think they should go. Now, if Bill Belichick does not take a job as an assistant coach, since every head coaching job is full, next season will be the first time since 1975 that he will not be coaching in the NFL in any capacity. Bill sell a year away from the National Football League will serve Bill Belichick well. Bye. I do think a little Bye. perspective would be would be helpful, right? Get off the cobwebs a little bit. Um, having been on TV, like they, they, they do makeup and there's a whole fancy schmancy food. It's just a whole scene. Buy or sell, you would be interested in like a 10-minute documentary of Bill Belichick just like going through the prep and trying then trying to put makeup on him and be all fancy schmancy with him before his first TV appearances. Bye. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Let him do some TV. Let him get. By the way, nothing brandishes a reputation, whether it needs to be brandished or not, like television. It's weird, but it's true. And so, if he can't get jobs now, I think he will be able to after some TV. Bill, I'm going to jump around here because you led me straight into this. You set it up perfectly. Newly retired Nick Saban will join ESPN's College Game Day as an analyst for next season. Now, the 72-year-old Saban will also be a part of ESPN's NFL draft coverage as well. 
Bill Byersell will see a different side of Nick Saban now that he's joined the media. I mean, I think we've seen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell the premise of your question. Sell. I think you're a Nick Saban hater, and I want to push back against whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not at all. Nick this Saban, a, the coach, not at all. Nick Saban, the media personality. I need to see it. Nick Saban has become funny and likable, as we have told many times in the show. My interactions with him. Buy or sell? You listen to the show. Buy. Okay. See, then I got aggressive because you. There's a fine line with these great coaches. Belichick, Saban, Pop. Some people find him funny. Some people find him. I don't think Pop's funny or likable. So I don't like his whole like shtick with the media. I don't like him. It crosses into disrespect and bullying for me. Um, But I like if for those of you that don't see Saban for what he is, Tom, I'll buy that it will fully illuminate what is a funny, engaging, charming personality. All right, let's get back to coaching here. According to NFL Network, former Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy spent time with the Kansas City offense in their meetings before the AFC Championship game. As we know, Bieniemy has since lost his job with the Washington Commanders. Bill Byersell, Eric Bieniemy returning to the Chiefs coaching staff in some capacity next season. This is crazy. It's great. So he was in person in the meetings? In person with the offense. I mean, look, based on that report, and the offense did fall off this year, I'll buy it as a possibility. Bye. And I never would have thought it was possible before. I'll say this, though. Early in my, my radio career and TV career, I had producers that I that I was like, ugh. And then they would go away or whatever, and then you would appreciate them, right? You'd have to mature and appreciate, Tom, the people in your life. And that can happen <laughs> with... Where's this going? That can happen with Eric Bieniemy. He might have been... You know, not the best. Um, he maybe wasn't very social. Maybe he was a little irritable. Maybe he was a little grumpy. Maybe he didn't like puppy dogs or nuns. Maybe he didn't say hi to people on the streets or whatever. But he's really good at his job, and maybe he's a good guy, and it's, it's like a full circle moment. Are you saying that you won't miss me until I'm gone and not a moment before then? I'm saying that I have matured, and I already miss you, and you're not even gone. That is the strengths of our friendship. Okay. I feel, I feel like that was a compliment. It was a compliment. It is a compliment. I'm going to take it as one. You're You're great. That was definitely a compliment, and I appreciate that. You're great too. All right, Bill. Whoa, some co- whoa, whoa, whoa! You okay? I was. I got, caught, go to the, I got caught up in the moment. <laughs> you didn't go to the doctor yesterday and get really bad news, did you? No. Thank you. No, not at all. Thank you. Not at all. Best but, friends. Back to college football here, Bill. Longhorns head coach Steve Sarkeesian said there will not be a quarterback competition as Texas enters the SEC next year. Now, according to Sark, Quinn Ewers is the starter, and Arch Manning will spend his second season on the bench again. Bill Byersell, you're disappointed that we won't see Arch Manning in games for Texas. I mean, selfishly, bye, but... but Bye! As with Bronny James, I, and I don't know as, as much about Arch as I do Bronny, I don't want to see the guy fail with that name. Let me, let me ask you this, because this was the first thing I thought, and maybe this is wrong. This is me giving you my premise. You do not have to agree with it. Best radio friend of mine. Byersell, Sark said this because he would like Arch Manning to transfer. Sell. I see where you're going. I connect the dots on that. But no, I, I think I think Sark is there for the long term. I think he wants talent there. And, and I think we haven't seen it yet. We really have no idea. But I'm going to say that Arch uh, has some talent that he, he can unlock. Yeah, I think he wants him there. Do you think he wants him to transfer? I just think it's an interesting thing to say 
at this stage of things because most coaches will say some version of, look, we always have a, a quarterback competition, right? That That's every guy's got to earn and keep their spot to motivate the other guys to work hard and motivate the guy that has the main job to not take it for granted. And I just I, I, I just find it interesting because he knows it's going to get headlines. It's, it's Arch Manning, right? He knows that it's going to be a thing. I'm just... There has to be some other motive. I don't know what. Maybe it's motivational for for Manning. I don't know. Man, I didn't even notice it when I did this, but really a strong coaching theme today in buy or sell. I got another one yeah. here for you. You're leaning into leadership. All right, Bill. Yesterday, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day confirmed that he will be giving up the offensive play calling duties to new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, who of course spent last season with the New England Patriots. But there's already questions if Bill O'Brien will even be in Columbus at all next season. Now, O'Brien is a candidate for the Boston College head coaching job that he interviewed for earlier this week. Buy or sell the Boston College head coaching job is a better job than the Ohio State OC job. Sell. Sell. Isn't this job open because the Boston College... Head coach just went to the Packers. Do I have this down properly? The Packers, D.C. Damn. The defensive coordinator in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I Also, I know this is going to be Pollyannish, and you can sell it if you want, but but given your word is supposed to mean something. You accept a job. It's supposed to mean something. I don't want to call him Bill O'Lion. Bye. I agree. He hasn't even started yet. What do you? I mean, it's really worked out great for Cliff Kingsbury's career. I mean, come on. I'm going to buy that. Bye. Thank you. I mean, what's Bill O'Brien done with Ohio State so far? Gone to a couple recruits? I also think that if you do a good job at the Boston College head coaching job, you've done a good job at the Boston College head coaching job. If you do an amazing job as the OC of Ohio State and you beat Michigan or you win the national championship, you're, you you could go get a huge – like Texas won't be open, but that's the level – a big job could open and you could go get it. I agree. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's been a head coach in the NFL, been a head coach in college. At Penn State, did did a great job. Yeah. And, I mean, this is one of the biggest jobs to me, Ohio State, in the country. Tom, you discussed this. I discussed this with you earlier. It's it's the universe speaking to you. Sometimes you have to swallow your pride in the short term to win and succeed in the long term. And as I said to you, that's a lot easier said than done. Oh, my God. Ohio State and Bill O'Brien are talking to you a lot easier they're speaking to you Uh, tomorrow i'm going to reveal my advice to you and whether or not you took it you already know the answer to that come on bro hoopier than thou some nba here bill last night the warriors had their second largest win of the season beating the 76ers 127 to 104 and postgame head coach steve kerr said quote i enjoy coaching this team it's a long haul but i feel like this team can do something special end quote Golden State is 23-25 and 25 on the year. So I ask you, Bill, buy or sell, it seems like the Warriors will be conservative as we approach the 3 p.m. Eastern trade deadline. I don't know. I don't know. And I keep going back and forth on this because I don't think there's a move they can make that's going to make them markedly better. And I don't think that they're going to – I think they're kind of washed. But I'll buy they'll be conservative because I buy. think there's a kernel of a possibility that Steph – Steph's greatness can unlock some potential for this team, even as all of Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green fade and fade and fade. Do you have to sit Steph down and at least ask him, are we allowed to field calls about Clay, about Draymond? It's not, the, it's not that way. It's you take his temperature. Like, hey, you know, obviously everything. The thing is, it's interesting because if, if you do it too openly, it could get out that, that Steph okayed his buddies being traded. 
Um, Avery Johnson made a great point the, yesterday on, on HQ, CBS Sports HQ, that basically Draymond Green is the reason everything went away from the moment he punched Jordan Poole through everything. I'm just going to buy that. that buy. This is a This is a, a Draymond Green problem that he created. All right, Bill, let's finish up with some baseball here. Last one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. won a record $19.9 million in salary arbitration yesterday at his hearing. His request was granted rather than the Toronto Blue Jays' $18 million offer. The previous high awarded to an arbitration hearing was $14 million. Bill, buy or sell Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s arbitration win yesterday was significant. Um... Sell? I don't sell. really care. Should I care? I don't even care that we're talking about it, to be honest. I think it's just going to keep going up and up anyway. Yeah, these Sign guys the times. Up. Although we do have a baseball story at the end of the hour that, that we don't talk baseball very often. That's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting, Tommy. Because uh, because uh, they might do something smart for the sport. Uh, we have Sean Alexander coming up in about 20 minutes. We're very excited but before that, so there are combinations people never saw coming. I don't know who first put together peanut butter and chocolate, but it worked. Nobody thought it would. I don't think this combo is going to work, but maybe the Dallas Cowboys and Sexy Rexy are the peanut butter, peanut butter cup of the National Football League. I'm not sure. I'm a doubter, but we're going to talk about it next here on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Oh, look, it's me. It's my voice. On CBS Sports Radio. (laughs) Oh, you jerk. Welcome back into the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out. Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. If you have stock in the Dallas Cowboys, I would suggest you sell it now. Uh, the Cowboys, if you remember, had a had an excellent regular season that many of us thought would end in utter and total disappointment. I believe some radio hosts might have said, including uh, <clears throat> rather than you, that they probably would not win a playoff game. That is what happened. They lost to the Packers 
in their their opener in Dallas. Remember, obviously, Green Bay was was on the road for that. Kind of a late surge by by Jordan Love and company for Green Bay. And so you have another season in which Dallas, not just underwhelming in the playoffs, did not win a playoff game. The thing is, their defense was great, and I thought largely reliable. Now, in that game, maybe not so much, but Dan Quinn, who was the defensive coordinator, did a great job. He had been the head coach in Atlanta, that Super Bowl team that almost won, right? Uh, Very well-respected guy. He just got hired, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, to be the head coach of the Commanders, gave that outstanding press conference, let himself have one, right? He called his shot. I'm going to have one. He Babe Ruth did. I'm going to have one swearsies. Here it is, and it was awesome. The issue with the Cowboys is the offense, especially in crunch time, and the ability for Dak Prescott at an offensive level to take over games and to meet the moment. Like, let's be real, that's the issue. But when your defensive coordinator leaves of a really good defense and a big part of why you're successful, you, you need to fill that void. I, look, I like Sexy Rexy. I like, let's just establish this, Tom. Is it okay to call him Sexy Rexy? Rex Ryan likes toes. He talks about it. They call him Sexy Rexy. It rhymes. I like nicknames. Are you okay with Sexy Rexy? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it. Sexy Rexy was an outstanding head coach with the Jets until it really went down in flames. And I'm not sure that he gets the credit he deserves. It's been a minute, but you take Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. You take that team to two consecutive AFC championship games. I mean, the most impressive thing Sanchez ever did other than that was ride up on a motorcycle with a black leather jacket. Remember? Remember that moment? Sexy Rexy was a really good coach, but it did not go well at the end. He sort of lost his grip on the game. The game moves really, really quickly, even when you're in one of those big chairs. Like I said about Bill Belichick, I don't mind you taking a little bit of time off. It has been a really long time since Sexy Rexy was in the league. I think the last time was defensive coordinator for, what, the Bills in 2016? Is that 2016 right? with the Buffalo Bills as head coach. God, I, I thought that, and I wrote it down, and I see you wrote it down, and it just, that's eight years ago. I, Tom, I'm really worried it won't work. Now, he's, he's interviewed. It's not like he's been offered the job. It's a conversation. It, it's an interesting story. Now, he has been an analyst, and you've seen sometimes analysts can slide into that role, but I, not after eight years. I, to me, and I like Sexy Rexy, and I'd be rooting for him, and I think the toes thing is so weird. I've asked a hundred times for someone <laughs> to explain it to me. I looked it up once. The percentage of people that have, are into toes was high enough that's someone in our building, like someone on our floor, but no one's ever answered the call. Just like, come on in and tell me about it, you know? It's not me. I know, it's not me either. I wish it were. If it were me, I would tell everybody. I would say, hey, Lori's got, you know, I saw those toes, on the, but it's not my, I don't understand it. We're kind of getting off, off base here a little bit. By the way, I promise you this, I will not ask Sean Alexander about toes. Okay? Phew, thank you. kind of want to now, though. No, please don't. I just have very little self-confidence that, that, that Rex Ryan is going to be able to come in and meet, I think, the high standards of Dan Quinn and the high standards of what is expected for a Cowboys team. I think has to have that defense be outstanding because I am and remain and will probably remain a doubter of Dak Prescott. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't buy it. I, I don't think it's going to work. Oh, I just saw your note here. Rex... Rex is known for his foot fetish and being bombastic with the media. You put foot fetish in the email. I mean, it's a thing. It's it, it's the first thing you think about when you think of Rex Ryan. Is he a good football mind? Yes. Was he a great DC with the Ravens? Yes, absolutely. He's the, good on TV. He is good on TV. He's an entertaining yeah. dude. But that's yeah. Jerry's job. That's Jerry's job to hog the microphone. Not not the defensive coordinator of a team who can't get over the hump. That's it's very different. When you're the D.C. of a talented defense, like you mentioned, but you're not the guy, but you have Rex's personality. 
I'm I'm trying to remember because it, it's been 20 years ago. Didn't didn't um the, the, didn't the Packers put up a ton of points, like 40 some or it was a lot. I think 48, 48, 48. And I still think Dan Quinn was a great. I don't think Dak Prescott helped. I know he doesn't play defense, but like it was just such a terrible game all the way around. The, and here's the other thing: you you have to hire the right coordinator. Maybe they're right, and we're wrong. And sexy Rexy's the guy, and he still has it. And eight years away from the game works, but it doesn't fix your offense, and it doesn't fix Dak Prescott. I, you have to hire some defensive coordinator. I, I get it, but I'm not taking a risk with my defensive coordinator. The risk I'm taking is on the offensive side. You want to be bold. You want to take a chance. You want to try to buy low, right? Find some value in somebody out there who maybe is undervalued and has a reputation or has been away from the game, but there's a ceiling there. And even though you're taking a risk with it, Godspeed, go for it because. You need to fix the offense, and really, I'm talking about Dak Prescott in playoff games. You just, you just do. It's amazing how these football games that were a month ago or three weeks ago can feel like five years ago. Did he have two turnovers in that game? Is that right? Did he have a fumble and a pick? Two turnovers. Two. Yeah, that sounds right. Two turnovers. And just, but just generally like normal, just didn't play well. Didn't overthrow guys in, in key moments. That's the issue. And, I mean, look, we're not, we're not picking on the Dallas Cowboys here. Like, nobody's questioning Rex Ryan's credentials. He almost got the Broncos' D.C. job last year. Like, he's a good football mind, for sure. It's just not a good fit in Dallas. But I'm telling you, this is that, that, that TV, like, wash like wash effect. It just washes everything off you. You go on TV. It's why Bill Belichick will get a job in a year or two. I know you think he's done. I think you go on TV, you're likable on TV, or you're smart on TV. Look, I like Dan Orlovsky a lot. A lot. And I'm not saying that Dan Orlovsky is not qualified to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I'm just saying if he's qualified, no one would ever in a thousand years have given him a chance if he hadn't been on television. Like, nothing about Dan, and he's funny and smart, he used to come on the show, has changed, except he's famous now because he's good on TV. And he's said many times, I would be happy to be an offensive coordinator. Nothing's changed for Rex Ryan from eight years ago, except that he's on TV and he's funny. All right, I'm very excited to talk to Sean Alexander, former... Running back, former MVP, former Seattle Seahawks. We'll get into the game plan for the Niners, the state of the running back, why he's not in the Hall of Fame, all kinds of great stuff coming up with Sean uh, here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show, Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, Tom, this guy, Charles Gambino, is the actor who plays Mr. Smith in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or the Smith, or whatever the hell it's called, on Amazon that I told you is so good. Yeah, you told me to check it out, and I haven't checked it out. You have it's dude, I keep thinking about it. I might watch it again. He's also doing a Lando Calrissian movie. I'm over I'm done with they ruined the Star Wars movies. I'm over the Star Wars movies. That's good, so I don't have to watch any of them now. I mean there were some good ones, but they yeah, it's it's um it's kinda like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was amazing, but now it's now it's not particularly amazing. Uh this portion of the show, this particularly uh short segment, this portion of the show is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Now, it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. Can I make a complaint about the Super Bowl? Can I make a complaint to you about the Super Bowl? Let's hear it. So when I go to NBA games, and this is not true in L.A., but it was true in, in Miami, rich people, I'm not trying to always pick on the rich people. Good for you. Make your money. You know what? I'll do this in a second, because I don't want to make Sean Alexander wait. Former long-time NFL player, all-pro running back, NFL MVP. He's a Seattle Seahawk in their ring of honor, and a, and a gentleman we have on the show on a regular basis. And by the way, I don't know if you can hear me yet or not. Someone who should be in the Hall of Fame and isn't, and it's ridiculous. And he is joining us to talk about Stand Together, the Stand Together Foundation and Cafe Momentum. He is here and he joins me now. Sean, I was, good morning. Thank you for being here. I was just saying how silly it is to me that you're, that you're not in the Hall of Fame. Have you, have you made peace with this, or are you still as frustrated on your own behalf as some of, some of us out here in the world are? Uh, I go, it depends on the day. It's kind of like my Super Bowl <laughs> win that I did not get. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I think uh, my life has been good. I'm very thankful about my life. And then you have some things that you're like, oh, uh, did we really lose as the number one seed to a six seed Steelers? And then you're like, wait, I've retired for 10 years now. Am I not in the Hall of Fame? I've been like eating breakfast and lunch with Emmett and Thurman and, you know, and all these other greats. And they're like, oh, yeah, you were cold. You were my favorite youngster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, where's my gold jacket at? So, you know, so <laughs> it's hard when it's hard when you're with the other legends. And yeah. uh, and they and they all say that man, you are the guy, and you're the only one without the gold jacket. So that that gets hard sometimes. So Super Bowl is always a bittersweet moment. So it's fun, but it reminds me of those two things. I didn't win a Super Bowl, and I don't have a gold jacket. Sean Alexander here on, on the show. Sean, you and I have talked um, most of the last several years about why the running back position doesn't get the love and respect that it used to and how quarterbacks at times have has outshined that position, even with impact guys. Christian McCaffrey and, and the impact that he could have on, on this game, the biggest game on earth, 
to what degree do you think it's possible that the conversation about running backs could could shift if if Christian McCaffrey can shift this game with his play in the Niners' favor on Sunday? Well, you know, for a running back to um, to uh, get the the honor of being the MVP, he has to dominate the game, which means he has to have touches and then make a big play in the right moment. And so everything lines up for Christian to be able to do this because the offense is built for him to touch the ball and control the game. And he also has other great players. So, you know, football's still great, great coaching. You can actually take somebody's best thing away. But you don't. You, it's hard to do the 49ers. George Kittle is a great tight end. Uh, Debo Samuels is a great wide receiver. I mean, they've got great receivers everywhere. <laughs> but but uh, with great coaching, it always says, ah, let's, let's let the running back be the last one that we have to stop. And, and it, it all falls in the Christians' favor. Sean, you were outstanding at what you did. It was a diff- different era in terms of positions. If you knew, if you were coming to the NFL now and you had the foresight to realize you were going to make it, would you still play running back or would you target a different position just based on where often the money goes and the focus goes to different positions in the National Football League? It's, it's funny you ask that because my wife is like, babe, Stop teaching these kids how to cut back. I need to get them all learning how to throw. <laughs> and I said, please, that work like that. Um, you know, I think the way it is is, like, you're, you're seeing this now. Like, so, you know, and they want all the running backs when I was coming in to be, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, taller. And, you know, so you get the me, six, uh, you know, 6'1 and a half. You, you know, the Ricky Waters, 6'2". You go Ladanian and, you know, Thurman. Everybody's 5'10", five, 5'11". Well, you're seeing this happen with running backs even greater than ever before. All of us would have played linebacker because they'd have been like, ah, you still 20 pounds of muscle and you let you still play at 230, 240 instead of playing at 215, 220, 225. And so to me, the real running backs back in the day are playing linebacker now, and, uh, and the running backs are smaller. So here's where they're like, oh, we got two running backs. Um, in our in our offense set, it's because they're littler guys and they can take littler hits. You know, it's just big body, little bodies. So um, to answer that question, I would still have my boys if they're gifted to play running back, play running back. I would definitely definitely teach them how to catch all the passes so they can play more like Debo uh, Samuels than just than straight Christian McCaffrey. Sean, when you when you look at this, oh, that's a great answer by the way. I love that. Uh, Sean Alexander here on the show on Bill Ryder CBS Sports Radio. Sean, when you look at this game, and I don't know where you come down, I'm certainly going to ask you, most people we've talked to, most people out there, look at Mahomes, what he's accomplished, and think the Chiefs are going to win this football game. Obviously, the Niners are are massively, massively talented, and I think maybe to a degree we underappreciate. They were in the Super Bowl in 2020 against Kansas City. An injury maybe prevented them last year, no disrespect to the Eagles. This is not some one-off team. They've obviously been building a winning culture for a long time. What specifically do you think the Niners have to do, or what parts of the field do they have to win to win this football game on Sunday? Well, you know, um, you, you got to give credit to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They have done something that you know is top five ever for playoffs, and it's they're just they're not even giving up touchdowns. Like it's it might be like sixteen or seventeen points, you know. And so besides the Ravens, who barely give up eight, you know, <laughs> barely give up seven. You know, the the best two are probably the Bears and, um, you know, and so, like, you know, so, like, to give up only, like, you know, 15 or 16 points in the playoff is just set apart. So what the Niners need to do is just make sure their first two drives are touchdowns. If they do that, then the Chiefs are going to be like, oh, now we have to go make a play with Patrick Mahomes. 
where before it was get to. And, uh, and it's a different ball game when you have to compared to when you get to. You know, when Andy Reid gets to just go call whatever plays he wants, oh, hit the tight end. Oh, yeah, throw, it, throw this post corner. You know, it's fun when you got this great quarterback with a great arm and you got a running back that runs hard and you kind of call what you want because no one's scoring any points. But when you have to score, the whole game shifts, and that's what the 49ers have to do. And it starts with scoring touchdowns on them first, you know, two or three drives, either a touchdown or a touchdown and two field goals right out the gate. Um, it, it'll shift the whole thing that what KC tries to do. Sean, what's your evaluation of Brock Purdy as a quarterback? Do you do you see him as an outstanding player in a system, or do you see him as an outstanding player regardless of what system he would play in going forward? You know, I think he's a great quarterback. You know, it's a uh, it's mind blowing a little bit because as soon as a quarterback does not have the player that that you want him to have, then all of a sudden you want to call it something different. You're like, no, this, this kid, when he has to throw the ball, he throws the ball, he hits the right guy, he makes the great play, and uh, and that's what you want out of your quarterback. So I think he's a great quarterback. And, and, yeah, he could be in another system, but, you know, that's the same way they start off with Tom Brady. Now, his arm's not super great. He is kind of accurate. He kind of puts the ball in the right place. And then he wins a bunch of Super Bowls. Like, it's the greatest of all time. Well, wait a minute. Remember how this thing started off? He was just being a, a game manager that was accurate. And and I think, like, the, the truth is, it's like, well, what are you really looking for? What makes you call someone great? Because clearly it's not performance. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Alexander on the show. And Sean is joining us because of the Stand Together Foundation and Cafe Momentum. He's going to tell us about it right now. Uh, you can get information and make a difference, www.cafemomentum.org backslash Super Bowl. Uh, Sean, can, can you tell us about the foundation, about the cafe, and, and, and why this is important for folks? Man, it's been such a great honor and just been a lot of fun teaming up with Cafe Momentum, teaming up with Stand Together Foundation, which is like 800 of some of the most successful businessmen, women, and philanthropic leaders in the country. And they, they've just teamed together, put money together, put some talent, put some leadership together to help tackle some of our country's biggest issues, tackling poverty, tackling um, you know government issues. And one of them that I just fell in love with was the juvenile justice system. Everybody knows I'm a big mentor at heart. I, I like to pour into some of the uh, some of the current players, some of the college players from Bama, Mama Mater, and and um, but what they do with Cafe Momentum, um, the the main chef he uh, left his awesome restaurant in Dallas and started Cafe Momentum because he saw the kids in the juvenile justice system. Who someone made some great crimes, some they did some some things that deserve punishment, but to be 14 or 16 and and to make a foolish mistake and then be called a throwaway for the rest of your life. I'm like, man, who would want to be uh, judged for the rest of your life for stuff you did at 16? I'm like, ah, not us, <laughs> you know? And so, so what he did was he took those kids and instead of going to the juvie, he would bring them in. They have a year internship and, um, and they would teach in four sessions from the sous chef to the cook to the, the greeters, to the, um, the leaders behind the organization. And, um, and uh, he'd also put psychologists around them, social workers, um, tutors for school. And what we found out is in our country, every city is about 45 to 50% um, recidivism, uh, which means they'll go back to prison. Captain Momentum, it's 11. And so wow. we're seeing thousands of kids that come through the program, and we're seeing, you know, almost – one out of only nine out of every ten turning their lives around. Now they're you know the kids are old enough now where they're 
Some of them are working at the local hospitals in Dallas. Some of them are working, um, you know, jobs. Some of them started their own businesses, and uh, it's been so so cool. So I told Chad about three years ago, why don't four years ago now? Why don't we put one in every NFL city? And we have just started it. So there's now a cap momentum uh, opened up in Pittsburgh. There's one in Nashville. Uh, we just got the, we just did a deal with the Denver Broncos, and they put their money and energy behind it too. And so now we'll open it up one in Denver. We've got Atlanta that'll be done this year too, so 2024. We've got the the makings for Houston, Tampa, and Miami to be next after them. And uh, you know, and the, and the plan is is like, what if we turned all these kids that are going to be called throwaways and we turn them into great leaders for our country? We just make our country a better place, and we give kids the opportunity that we'd all would want. That is amazing. Sometimes the world can be a place that feels divisive and ugly, and if you're out there and you want to make a difference and you're looking for a way to just, you know, shine a little light on the world, cafemomentum.org backslash Super Bowl. Uh, Sean Alexander, that is awesome. I know you got to run very quickly. The the dreaded prediction question, Who, who's winning this, this baby on Sunday? Um, the, the prediction, yeah. I just don't want to go against that defense. Kansas City's defense looks too good. Even though I got way great relationships with the 49ers guys, I feel like the Kansas City defense is great. Pacheco is going to play hard, runs hard, and then they still got probably the best quarterback uh, in the game right now still playing, and he's playing at a high level. So I, I think the Chiefs will find a way to win, um, win this game, even though I, I'm so excited about the Niners being there. Sean, appreciate you every time. It is a pleasure to have you on. Enjoy Vegas. Enjoy Radio Row. Thank you for your time. Hey, I, I might have you have to promote me for the Hall of Fame. When we get in, we have to do a big cheer for it, huh? I'm on it. Let's go. I'm there. I talk to you then. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Sean Alexander, longtime NFL player, out just mesmerizing running back, former MVP. I was thinking about this today, Tom. We were talking. Is he the second to last running back? To win the MVP award, am I for? Is that a, does that sound right? Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Peterson for sure. Won. Did LT with Adrian Tomlinson? He's right around Sean Alexander's time. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, dude, that guy. It's easy to forget, right? That guy was so, so good, so good. I mean, it's been quarterbacks going back at least till. No, he yeah. So it was Adrian Peter. Your um, LT won it in 2006. You're right. Sean won it. In 2005. So in the in this century, there have been four guys that have won that that award at the running back position. Marshall Falk did it to start things off in 2000, and he'll join us on the show tomorrow. We weren't going to have him on, and then we realized he was on that list, and we said, "Okay, you can come <laughs> on the show." Is that an accurate? Is that um, an accurate telling? I would dispute that. You would. Okay. Sometimes it sounds like I don't like rich people. That is not true. I what you think I don't like rich people? Well, I, um, you know, I was more you know shaking my head at sometimes you don't like rich people. I want to be rich people. It's, I'm not going to get there, but we all do, right? Like I'm not mad at them. I do live around a lot of them, and I had most of my life, so it's an interesting experience. So this is not a shot at at rich people so much as the 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 reality when you have just a singular group of people in a place. I, Sporting events aren't supposed to be just for one group of people. And I'm kind of annoyed, Tom. I know this isn't new, and I know I'm annoyed because I can't afford the expensive tickets, so the fact that I'm not one of the rich people is part of the reason I'm mad. But the fact that Super Bowl... T- I was talking to somebody yesterday at the studio. I won't say who it is, but but this person is rich. And I go, oh, man. 
I was going to go to the Super Bowl, but they were $3,500 a ticket. And the guy goes, oh, you had access to cost tickets too? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, 3500 each. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a no for me. He's like, yeah, I'm taking three people. So he's just like, <laughs> don't you think it's a little annoying that there's only, like, what I'm suggesting, I don't know how many people can, can fit at the stadium in Vegas. I, 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 do you know, is it 80,000? Is it 90? 80, I'm not even sure. I think it's closer to 80. Okay. I'm not saying that 70,000 of the tickets should go for, like, low prices. But at a minimum, you should have a huge chunk of tickets that just are available to fans, in this case, of the Chiefs and the Niners at a low rate. I don't know how you police that. I don't know how you navigate that. Maybe you, you create a ticket where there's no secondary market opportunity to transfer. It just It would be cool if just regular people who are the backbone of the football's massive wealth, right? The people who who sit in their houses like us and watch these games and love the sport could go because I'm telling you, there are a lot of people I know who are like, eh, I kind of watch the NFL. I like that that uh, Patrick Malones who then go to the game because they're like, oh, all right, I'm, you know, I'm rich. I'm going to go. That's all I'm saying. I know it's capitalism. I know there's a cost factor. I'm not saying that, that I should get to go or you should get to go, but if you're a Chiefs fan, right, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're a, you're a season ticket holder. You're a Chiefs fan. You bought a Chiefs ticket last year for Arrowhead. You should have access, I think, to like tickets for hundred bucks. Is that crazy talk? Probably is. No, I, no. Why is it crazy talk? The fans, the diehard fans of these two teams who supported them all year, get priced out of this game. They don't even think about going. You gotta protect the sport. Look, baseball did not in my opinion, protect their sport, and they lost their relevance. Now, you, you can think you're the king of the hill, and, and, and football is. It doesn't last forever, which brings me to this other topic. Am I allowed to be optimistic here? Am I allowed to be optimistic on baseball? Because it feels like a sucker's bet. It feels like taking $1,000, which I can't afford, and betting on the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, or even win a playoff game. It feels like a sucker's bet is what it feels like. Can I, can I lean into some baseball optimism, or am I just setting myself up for heartbreak? I want you to tell me the truth. Well, you're a Bears fan, so you set yourself up for heartbreak as it is. I kind of think you're doing more of the same here. So the Olympics are coming to the United States of America, and they are going to be in my neck of the woods in beautiful Los Angeles in 2028, which isn't that far away at this point. Got the Paris Olympics this summer, and then Four years later, you've got the Olympics in L.A. And according to The Athletic, there's a group of owners in Major League Baseball who are, let me read you the exact quote, quote, increasingly supportive of sending major leaguers to the 2028 Olympics Games in Los Angeles, end quote. Now, the Olympics are almost always in August or maybe like the last few days of July and early August. This is obviously in the middle of the baseball season. It would have some impact. It would screw things up. Um, you know, there, there might be a model where it would be sort of like a soccer model they do sometimes where maybe they'd allow a certain number of guys to go and they would just leave their teams. This has to be determined, it sounds like. There's a lot of time to figure it out. Tom, it's going to be in Los Angeles. The Olympics in the United States are going to be a huge deal in the United States. People can like get are going to be able to go to L.A. I think the opportunity to have Major League Baseball players, by the way, especially American-born Major League Baseball players, American Major League Baseball players, I should say, because it's an international game, and the game is thriving in other places around the world, right? In Korea, in Japan, in South America, in Central America, in Mexico. It's, the game's amazing. In the United States, it's not as relevant as it should be. And the ability to send stars and have them compete, and not just American players, because you want them competing against Shohei Otani and all these other guys, I think would have the opportunity to raise baseball up to a different level of, of just feeling emotionally connected. 
there's something about rooting for your country that's incredible. That's amazing. I think baseball has lost its hold emotionally in some of its communities. The way that I worry, and I know this probably won't happen, but it probably won't happen. But again, like, be nice if, if everyday fans could go to Super Bowls with their teams. But baseball is way down the path for me. I love this idea. I think it's an incredible idea. I think you bend over backwards and do whatever you can if you're baseball because giving up your players for three weeks, to play, and it won't be that long, to play in the Olympics, I think it could pay huge dividends for the sport itself for years and years to come. I'm with you. I hope everything you just put out into the universe happens. I hope they okay this. I hope the MLB season, if necessary, gets put on pause for a couple of weeks. I'm concerned that this is just going to be a one-off because the 2028 Olympic Games are in Los Angeles. And when they're no longer domestic, we go back to putting the ban on Major League players getting to play in the Olympics. I I don't think it matters. I think if you do, and I don't even think it matters. You're probably right. I think if you have Major League players without real limitations represent their respective countries in an Olympics in the United States, that there's a potential. Do you remember the... um, when Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic, and that was one of the most incredible at-bats in history, it was really cool and significant, but the World Baseball Classic doesn't resonate beyond baseball fans. Everybody watches the Olympics. Like, are you really a gymnastics fan three years, 11 months, and one week out of the non-Olympic cycle? No, neither am I. And I had to go cover gymnastics when I was covering the, the 2012 London Olympics. I was so mad about it. And it turned out to be a beautiful sport, and I loved it. But I, the Olympics pull in people and fans who wouldn't watch these sports otherwise. I think baseball can be a stickier sport than gymnastics. You get motivated and moved by gymnastics. Most of us aren't going to gymnastics. They're not even called matches. Whatever. Baseball catches you. I think it's a real thing. Um, fun show. Great show. Great work, Tommy. You did great work today, buddy. Right back at you. Hard moving stuff around. We're back tomorrow. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your day, and thanks for listening here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.